You know, when I look around at all the entrepreneurs who are grinding it out, spending 70 to 80 hours per week growing their business, you have to ask yourself the question, at what cost? Hi, my name is Tim Uchuk, and in this podcast, we're going to be exploring the tools, tactics, and strategies for crushing it and scaling your business without making the ultimate sacrifice of your time and freedom. What's up, guys? Tim here. Hope you're doing well. I uh, thought I'd jump on. It's been a while since I last did a uh, podcast episode, I think like three weeks now. So I am, if you're watching this, I'm also recording this on video. And if you're listening to it, I'm, I'm in my office now. For those of you been, who have been following on, uh, on Instagram, it's been like six months since we started finishing our basement because uh, we have three young kids under six now. So uh, pretty, pretty noisy household. So I now have separation I was using my wife's office for a couple months, so I now have a separation where I can actually uh, record uh, podcasts um, without being in my car, but uh, let me just show you guys around a little bit. There's my there's my office here in our finished basement. So excited about that. Um, and so I wanted to hop on here. There's, there's a topic that's been top of mind for me over the last couple weeks, and the theme of today's episode is going to be around how to unlock um, your team's potential, their true potential. This is top of mind for me because in one of my businesses, we've added on two team members in the last two weeks. And so the name of the game comes down to uh, when we're talking about unlocking your potential, your team's potential is understanding first and foremost that none of us are firing on all cylinders and ever will be. If you look at performance athletes, if you look at uh, the Olympics, there's always going to be daylight between where you are and where you could be. There's always going to be room for improvement. And so a lot of people, a lot of leaders, a lot of business owners will, will discount their teams because they look at the performance and the activities and behaviors um, and results of their team members and they assume that they're getting 100% of their potential. And so they discount them and that's where we'll end up, you know, firing them or um, encouraging bad behavior by, by doing most of their thinking for them, by doing most of their work for them. And we're in, in doing that, we're robbing them of, of their potential in many ways, and we're, um, we're really um, underutilizing what, what could potentially be a great resource um, in, in, your, in your work. And if you have ever experienced a, uh, a great team member um, and you've seen what, what it looks like when people have, are reaching their potential, it's really, really inspiring. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today, and we're going to cover off um, four themes that I think if you if you know these and you understand them and you practice this mindset, it's going to help you to immediately start to unlock uh, more potential from your team and, and what's the benefit to you. Uh, when you help people reach their potential, you as a leader, I mean, it's our job to, to help the, the next generation to grow, right? We want to grow the future leaders and, and help um, raise up everybody around us in our team. That's the role of a leader. So we want to kind of nurture them and allow people to um, unlock their potential. And so starting with number one of four, I want to talk about, and uh, it's something I mention all the time in our, in our coaching program, which is moving slow to move fast. And within the context of what we're talking about with, with your team members, oftentimes, this is where business owners, I, I hear it all the time, they get tripped up because when they're, when they're teaching someone, when they're delegating, it takes a little bit more time up front that you have to invest to get somebody onboarded, to get them set up to understand what's going on. And in doing so, the the trade-off is that you could probably do it more times than not 
faster and initially you could probably do it better um, and we choose that route oftentimes because we want to move fast in the present moment but only to move slow in the long run right because we start to what happens there is you start to rob your team of the growth because they're not going to learn uh, what it is that you're doing so you're never going to get to offload it and it becomes like a, a repeating pattern of you just absorbing everything because you think in the moment that you're you're freeing up time and moving fast but in reality, you're moving fast to move slow. So what does moving slow to move fast mean? It means, um, and with, with my assistant that I, that I brought on two weeks ago, there, I'll give you a concrete example. So we were working on a, a daily KPI reporting dashboards where we, we put in our numbers each week across our business to measure the health of our business. And um, I'm, I'm kind of uh, an Excel um, ninja, I guess. I'm the one that puts all... All of our spreadsheets and everything together and um, for my assistant she was a little bit newer to Excel and so there was some learning curve and when uh, this is one of those activities that I can do it but it's not the best use of my time and so you probably have a ton of activities in in your day that you can do and you could probably do well but it's not a super high value activity for yourself so for this one we were setting up a dashboard and getting everything conditionally formatted green yellow red and all that kind of stuff and this was like a, probably a 45 minutes an hour activity um, for me, but you know, I could do it pretty easily. And here's the thing, I wanted, I wanted to do it and just get it done because it was important, I had to get it done, but I also recognized that if I spend a little bit more time up front to set up my assistant for success, you know, by protecting her confidence, um, being okay with little mistakes, and protecting her confidence by by believing and saying, you know what, you're 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 uh, you're totally you're gonna do this. You're you're gonna do great. Just like when you're teaching your kids, um, you know, to ride on a bicycle and stuff. You expect initially you're gonna fall down when you learn how to walk. You're gonna fall down. So you give them kind of that safety net and protect their confidence by saying it's okay. Let's go back. Let's let's spend some time on this. Let's let's um, let's figure this out. So in the short run, I I paid the price through some inefficiency. I could have done it myself, but she was able to grow. It was very exciting for her because she was able to eat through that learning curve. And now she knows how to fish. I've taught her how to fish. She knows how to, how to handle this stuff. And now when it comes to doing some of these operations in, uh, in Excel, I can, I can hand it off quite easily. So that's an example of me moving slow to move fast. And it doesn't feel very good, um, in the present moment because it feels like you're you're falling behind but when you understand this this notion of moving slow to move fast and when you catch yourself taking on somebody else's work and um, doing their work or their thinking for them you're robbing of them of that opportunity to grow as a person which is uh, which is counter to what your job is as a leader so um, number two, when we talk about unlocking your team's potential, we want to cultivate an environment and think about like watering, watering the seeds in the garden and, and creating an environment where people can thrive. And so when we talked about this moving slow to move, to move fast, when you create an environment where, where people can thrive in terms of having a results only environment, in terms of having the systems that everybody's clear on, on who's doing what and and by when and how, if they have clarity over the, those um, who, what, where, when, how um, questions, then you're going to set up an environment and the expectations, then you're setting up an environment where people can thrive because you can put an A player 
in the wrong environment and they're going to be, you know, they're going to turn into a B player. So by setting up an environment for our team where they can thrive, um, what I found more times than not is we're all a product of our environment, myself included. If I, for example, in this office, if I have distractions everywhere, if I have a bunch of tabs open, if my, if my desk is littered with stuff, if my phone's going off and I've got notifications all over the place, um, that's the wrong environment for me. And, and you're going to turn me into a B player because I'm just going to get distracted all day long. And the same is true for your team. If we don't set up the right environment for them, they're going to fail. We're setting them up for failure. So what do we want to have in place? Well, you want to, um, when you start with the end in mind, we want to look at what does it look like when the, when the environment is set up correctly. And ultimately, what you want for all of your team members is for at the end of the day and at the end of the week, for them to look back and for them to know with certainty, I've had a, gr a great day and I've contributed. I've gotten everything that's been expected of me and uh, I feel good about what I accomplished. We're on the same page. That's what you want it to look like for everybody on your team ultimately. For them to look back on a Friday and say, I've had a great week within, within the uh, confines of their role, right? That's what it looks like. That's what we want to have, um, have happen. And so that's what the system looks like when it's, and the environment looks like when it's in place, right? And so, so how do we do that? Um, well, we want to invest in, in the resources for them that are conducive to setting, up, setting them up for success, right? So what does that look like? Um, well, when in, in this Excel example, what it looks like is not only do I, you know, if I'm delegating something, not only do I describe what it is I want done, so help me out with the spreadsheet in this case, um, but how I want it done, uh, what the definition of done is, so what it looks like when it's, when it's done successfully, and providing you know, the right resources, access to the spreadsheet, covering off all of the, the resources that are gonna set um, my assistant up for success. So whatever you're handing off, you wanna set them up with all the resources so that they can be set up for success in terms of when questions come up, if you have a definition of done, meaning that they're very clear on what needs to get done, what done looks like um, and by when, you're gonna eliminate all those questions so that they're gonna feel confident that they can execute on it. If they understand the why behind it, so if I just gave this Excel, um, if I gave this task to my assistant and said, hey, can you just help out with this, with this spreadsheet? If she doesn't understand the big picture and the why, she's not gonna be able to make decisions along the path because she doesn't know the big picture for this. So providing the, the purpose behind it, what's the, what's the reasoning behind it? What's the definition of done? So very specifically within this spreadsheet, here are the different columns that we want um, fixed and here are the different things that we want to have implemented. And um, not only that, but setting them up for success by, I use a tool called Loom to record a video of what I need done so that um, she can go back to it, press pause, press play, and have that as a resource in the future. So when I record it, I'm, I'm teaching her how to fish. So in the future, she has a resource that she can go back to. Now this stuff took time for me, probably over an hour initially, but now as a result, my assistant knows how to fish and they know in the future how to do the tasks because I have moved slow to move fast by creating this environment where, where they can really thrive, right? Um, and so that's, that's talking about investing in resources. And when you do this, by the way, this good way to think about it, when you feel like you're spending more time than you should be, 
up front and it, it might be much easier for you to just go and do it yourself. Think of it as like a future gift for yourself, right? You're, you're investing the time right now. So future you, you know, a week from now, a month from now is not having to repeatedly go back and put a bandaid on the same old problems. That's why we want to we want to fix this this stuff up front, invest the energy up front to give our, our future selves a gift, right? Um, and so the last thing I just want to touch on, which uh, which is around setting up an environment very specifically, and, and this comes for for all of your team members, is that when um, when you're setting up their roles in terms of them looking back on a week and understanding, did I have a good week? Yes or no. Um, there, there are two areas that you'll want to cover off for team members. In other words, these two things have to be in place in order to achieve that result of everybody feeling really confident about their contribution and performance in your organization. So number one is to really get clear on their responsibilities. So the, the things and the areas that they have the ability to respond. So very specifically for, for my assistant, for example, daily reporting is a responsibility. Um, project management is a responsibility. Making sure we've got uh, we've got daily standard work in place to make sure that um, there's a bunch of like check the box things every single day to keep the trains running on time that have to happen. And they used to be mine, but we've created these recurring procedures that just get assigned on a daily basis. That's that's her responsibility. So responsibilities is is the one um, area that you have to have in place for each team member in order for them to be able to um, look back on a week and say, I've done a great job because out of all the things that I'm responsible for, I've checked the boxes, I've, I've done them, I've done them to the standard that's acceptable in the company. And then the second piece that you wanna have in place for every, um, every team member in your company to, to give them that, that environment is at least one KPI. So that is a, a, a target, a measurable target so that they can know um, whether or not they've had a good good week measurably. So what do I mean by that? The sales, the sales KPIs, key performance indicators are pretty obvious ones. Uh, so you think about weekly sales, you think about uh, weekly quotes being presented to customers. But when it comes to your operations, a lot of us wonder, you know, how can we set up KPIs around other team members that it's not, it's not as cut and dry. So a couple things. Number one, I talked about standard work and standard work for team members is think of it as like a daily checklist of if these things are done every day to keep your area kind of healthy um, and operating efficiently, effectively, then um, you've done a great job. So we have, we have standard work essentially for team members where there's a, a list of items that pop up every day and we measure success. Their KPI becomes completion of the, of the standard work. So in other words, if you imagine a checklist of every day you have to re respond to all of the report tickets, you have to uh, make sure that all of the spreadsheets, uh, dashboards are, are up to date, and specifically, like these are all the fields that need to be filled out. If you have a list of things that they're responsible for, and these things need to be done every single week, their KPI becomes the completion of those things. So in other words, it's 100%. So that's like a really um, quick and easy measurable that we set up. Um, and to do this, I mean, you can use tools to do it. We use Trello. We've got, um, we've got boards that only house um, recurring standard work. So meaning that every team member has a card that pops up on Mondays and it's got a list of things they need to do each day in order to keep their responsibilities healthy. 
So having KPIs established is really good just to establish the, the, the habits and the culture of a results-based work environment. So this, in a results-based work environment, you also eliminate all of the busyness where people think like, I've put in, you know, I've put in really, really long hours, but, but at the end of the day, think of a salesperson, I've got nothing accomplished. And so we want to value, just as a business owner, the only thing that matters as a business owner, unfortunately, it doesn't matter how hard we work, it's the result at the end of the day, right? So that we can keep the lights on, we can keep our customers happy, and that, that needs to apply to us within our business. It needs to apply to our team by setting up an environment where people focus on the result, right? And, and we can do that by setting our, our team up by having clear, laid-out responsibilities. So that's the who, what, where, when, how. And then by having KPIs so that we can measure it each week and we can just keep people laser-focused on the areas, keep it measurable, and when we do this, and if you did nothing else, you're, uh, you're invoking the, the principle of what gets measured improves and what gets measured improves exponentially. So I hope that's, uh, I hope that's helpful, but I wanted to talk uh, really about how to, because it's, it's frustrating when you, when you start with a new team member and it feels like you're moving really slow and it feels like, you know, in some areas, maybe they're not getting it and you might discount them. And it's only when we look at, um, you know, blaming the system rather than the people. Am I providing the right environment for them? Am I providing the right um, system for them? Am I clear on what they're responsible for? And when I'm delegating tasks to them, am I giving them the, the tools to, to succeed in terms of, you know, here's what I want done. Here's what success looks like. Here's the definition of done. Here's all the resources. Here's uh, when I want it done by giving them all the resources that they need and the clarity that they need on a task-by-task -task basis, but also around what, what success looks like within their role, right? So one set of eyeballs, here's your responsibility, you know, client support, it's um, daily reporting. So not only by, by title, but what does it mean to do these things? And we can give clarity around, here's what uh, daily reporting looks like, and we've got it all mapped out in terms of the instructions, the when, the who, what, where, when, how, right? So people are crystal clear, and you're gonna see by just, by just um, uh, following these principles, you're gonna see their potential. Um, you're gonna see the actual start to raise against their potential, right? So you're gonna unlock so much more uh, from your team just by creating that and cultivating that environment, by moving slow to move fast, by giving them the resources that they need in order to execute. And again, like think about your own environment. Again, if there's distraction everywhere, you're not going to be performing either on all cylinders, right? So um, it's a it's a good, and it's hard to do, by the way. So that's why we have to stop. We have to say, let's just move slow to move fast. Let's give ourselves a future gift, so that in the future, you know, maybe it's a month from now. It's painful right now. Maybe a month from now, they're going to hit the ground running. We're going to get them off the off the runway and going to reap the benefits can't see them right now it's hard to see right now but it's going to take some time but it'll get us there so um hope that's helpful it's really top of mind for me these days um other than that it's a friday we're going to make some pizza tonight and uh we got a hot tub as well yesterday so we're going to test that out uh, as a family so other than that hope that was useful guys um let me know if you have any questions around that i'd be happy to do a future podcast episode and unpack any of the stuff that i discussed today um, other than that, enjoy the rest of your day, guys, and we'll, we'll catch up soon.
Hey, Tim Uchuk here. And real quick, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, if you could take a couple quick seconds to give it a rating, it would be very much appreciated. And secondly, if you're looking for more tools and strategies on how you can crush it in life and business, just head on over to bookwithtim.com where I've put together a free case study which shows you how to unlock unprecedented freedom today by using the two power levers. Just head on over to bookwithtim.com. Until next time, wishing you success and freedom in your business. Cheers.